now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Reel Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Well, again, thank you, Mark Larson, for that great introduction, and welcome, Southern California, to yet another Sunday edition of Rod and Reel Radio, live here on AM540 Radio Zion. It is our pleasure to welcome you to tonight's show, and I think we've put together a really good show for you tonight. At least worth you spending the next two hours with uh, maybe your feet up, with your favorite adult beverage at the side, maybe... uh, uh, the uh, gang with you, they'll listen to us. Maybe you're keeping an eye on one of the ball games. Who knows? Whatever it is, we appreciate you tuning in tonight. We're going to make it worth your while. First out of the gate, we're going to have Cabo Gregoristi with us. He's going to report on the one Cabo Tuna jackpot that just concluded down in Cabo San Lucas. There was over a million and a half dollars up for grabs. We'll find out who got what and uh, learn a little bit about the fishing that it took to win those jackpots. And then maybe when we're at it, Cabo Greg will let us know what's current down in Cabo San Lucas, and he'll tell us a little bit more about lands and charters, because if you want to go down to Cabo San Lucas and have a great time, it should start at lands and charters. Okay, so... And then in the second hour of the show, we're going to have the father-son team of Eric and Cal Sheets from Cal Sheets Custom Reels. Boy, Cal has been in the business for a long time customizing reels out there for us. First started off blueprinting them. We'll find out what that was all about. And we will find out in this day of high-performance reels how they survive and what they're doing to keep ahead of the game. So... Stay tuned at 6 p.m., Eric and Cal Sheets from Cal's Custom Reels. But before we get into that, let me introduce to you the co-host of Ron Reel Radio. First of all, Stan Vandenberg, who is normally with us, is out on the Indy, and they're on a 10-day trip. And so let's hope they are doing well. You know, it's hard to believe that people want to travel eight, 900 miles down the coast to go after yellowfin and bluefin tuna when the fishing off here is as good as it's ever going to be like that. So, But they're on a great trip because there's other things down there besides bluefin. We'll probably hear all about it next week when Stan is with us. So my other co-host, she is the national sales manager for Iserline, represents many other frying products in the fishing industry. She is also an expert fisherman and hunter, and she has a license as a commercial fisherman. It's her own Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how you doing tonight, ma'am? 
I'm doing great. I'm still on a high from our Game Changer trip we had earlier in the week. Well, we were looking forward to that. And, you know, we know that the bluefin bite is kind of slacking off a little bit, but it sounds like you were able to go out and have an epic trip. Tell us a little bit about the Game Changer and the trip you were on. Well, the Game Changer is located out of Point Loma Sport Fishing. It's a 70-foot, six-pack boat, and it, it, it's, it's such a plush boat. It fishes well, and the captain and crew and the owners are just fantastic. It's a, it's a great run operation. Um, <clears throat> we were supposed to go on a two-and-a-half-day trip, and because of the weather, we had to cut it to a day-and-a-half. Uh, so when we got on board, actually before we got on board, Ryan had asked that uh, Vicky ask all of us to get on board early. So we all showed up around two thirty, three o'clock, and we left the dock and headed straight for San Clemente. Oh, wow. And uh, we ended up, uh, a second captain uh, finally got us to the spot. We ended up with four fish under her watch. And then the morning came, and we switched over to live bait, fly lining sardines, and it was an amazing day. We had two stops, and that was it. And we were able to bring home 34 fish. Um, Holy Christopher. What a, big, what a big, catch. Oh, yeah. Big fish of the trip goes to Lori Sackow. She uh, threw out a bait, and next thing you knew, she was going round and round the boat about an hour and a half. She was flylining 60-pound Iserline first string and caught a 200-pound bluefin. My gosh, Lori. Uh, now, Wendy, <clears throat> when you got on the Game Changer, did you know what kind of trip you were going on? Were you told to pre be prepared for everything? And how did you wind up preparing for this trip? We had no idea where we were going to go because of the weather. And uh, I just figured I'm bringing some uh, some jigs, some speed jig, Leadmaster speed jigs, and, uh, and uh, a couple of fall flats and some hooks, and off we went. Oh, you know what? I also brought the new Leadmaster um, torpedo sinker with the wire that went through. Okay. But... I, di I didn't get to use it, um, and uh, or I didn't get to catch a fish on it. Um, all my fish came on live bait. Well, there is a tremendous picture uh, of you on the rail of the Game Changer, and you've got that rod pinned to the rail. Uh, tell us a little bit. Uh, is there a story behind that picture? Oh, no. Vicki, the owner, she, uh, she just wanted to snap a shot, and she just, told me to turn around and smile. So I did, but that's how I, um, so this year I, you know, normally, um, I'm using the, I, I always use the rail, you know, I, I'm little and, uh, the rail is perfect for me. I don't have to really bend down that much, you know, like the guys that have to get on their knees and stuff. So, um, my technique is putting that rod under my arm and leaning into it and, um, doing squats. And that's what I was doing right there. <laughs> You know what? That was about a 50, 50 pound bluefin tuna. Well, right now you said it was predominantly a fly line and a live bait bite. So tell us how you were rigged up 
you know, because uh, a lot of people are going, hey, we're using, you know, 80 pound spectra, 100 pound spectra. We got top shots of this, leaders of that, you know. Tell us what you uh, uh, were basically set up with to, to catch these fists. Um, I was using my graphic rod and my accurate reels. I had uh, I had the Iserline MC Spectra 80 pound with a top shot of, well, I lost a real big one on 40 pound. And then mm. I went back up to 50 pound and then I was all right. But um, uh, 50 pound triple X is what I was using and a number one hook. I normally use fours, but uh, this time I decided I was going to use ones. It seemed that the bluefin wanted the big bait, a big sardine. They either wanted it belly hooked, collar hooked, or shoulder. Wow. I, tr I tried um, nose hooking, and I didn't get bit at all. So um, definitely switching up where you put the hook, where you place the hook, made a difference. Well, it definitely seems like trying different methods of hooking the bait until you find out the fish normally will tell you what they want and don't want and and i applaud you for being versatile enough to try different things until the fish let let you know what they wanted well you know what's really neat is um this was jacob's charter and um there were um everybody on the boat could fish which makes a difference and that's why our catch was so high but um, everybody shared information. It was great. If somebody was, was hooking it a certain way and was getting bit, somebody, they were yelling, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm getting bit on. And, and you know, that really helps. Well, now tell me, uh, with the fish that you brought back, I know that you don't necessarily go to the processor because you like doing all kinds of uh, different things with your catch. But tell us, what happened to that catch? Because that was... A fairly good load of fish. I gave it all away. <laughs> Merritt's going elk hunting uh, in a couple of weeks, and I need room in the freezer if you, just in case. <laughs> and I have a 10-day on the American Angler coming up in wow. three weeks. Well, so. that'll be good. Well, this, is, this was just a warm-up trip for you then. It was. It was a fun trip relaxing i even uh, i even stopped fishing even when the fish were biting we, we had seven and a half eight hour drift i mean wow. it was unbelievable we we stopped before dinner just because you know what were we going to do if we caught more fish mm. well you know wendy you happen to mention that you caught that fish on your accurate reel and we want to remind anglers that this Saturday, November 12th, between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m., Accurate Reels is going to have an open house. It's what they call Tackle Day. And it'll be remembering the founder of Accurate Reels, Jack Nielsen. There'll be shop tours. There'll be food. There'll be giveaways. There'll be seminars. I know Chad Gerlich from Hookup Bates will be there. Danny Wade, I understand, will be there, too. Uh, uh, he'll probably be giving... Uh, seminars on jigging and using uh, the JRI reels. There'll be a few other people from the industry. So that'll be this Saturday, Tackle Days at Accurate Reels in their facility in Corona. Now, Wendy, I know Danny and Jerry Guzman from JRI, 
they were at an event that you were at this Saturday. It was uh, Tackle Days at Fisherman's Landing. How did that go for you being in the Eisner Line booth and in general for fishermen that went to visit uh, Fisherman's Landing Tackle? It was so nice to get out and do a parking lot sale. Uh, I haven't been to one since COVID started. So it was really nice to see all the people there, all our old friends and fishing buddies and all the manufacturers and reps. It was a, it was a great show. They had a casting contest for uh, juniors and for adults. And then another category for women. They had, uh, we had the Iserline Knot Tying Contest. Yeah. And uh, we raised funds for Friends of Rollo. We had a $5 uh, jackpot and a $10 jackpot where, where entry where um, Friends of Rollo gave away an AO um, soft-sided bag and a, a, a soft-sided cooler. And the $10 prize, um, Fisherman's Landing donated a 10 Fathom 30. So, nice. And it included... A full spool of Spectra, Iserline Spectra. So um, we raised uh, $375 for the Friends of Rollo. And uh, it was great. They had seminars and it was just, oh, and um, uh, Let's Talk Cookup was there in the morning and they had their broadcast. And it was just so, it was fun. I had a great time. Well, you know, just kind of a warm up for the, uh, the Pacific Coast uh, show that's coming on up. Uh, Earlier this year and then the upcoming Bart Hall shows, uh, uh, I know you're going to be at the Pacific Coast show. So this is kind of a warm up for you, isn't it? It is. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to going back to trade shows. I really miss them a lot. It's where everybody gathers and you get to see old friends and see what's new that's coming out. So I can't wait. Uh, I guess so, too, you know. And uh, Wendy, tell us. Uh, on that nut, uh, knot tying contest, what test uh, line are you using, and what was the uh, winning breaking strength uh, on uh, on that uh, contest? It was 25-pound first string blue, and the winning knot was 38.4 pounds. Wow. And we actually had we actually had a tie off. It, there was a, a tie between. Uh, um, John Wynn and Harry Walker. And uh, they both caught, tied at 39.7. Oh, how about that? High off and the winning one was 38 pounds. And you, any idea what type of knot that they use? Double San Diego Jam. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, when tying that knot, do they get to wet that knot or do they have to tie it dry? Absolutely. I We, we request they don't spit on the knot. And we have a spray bottle for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, not spitting on it. That's five pounds of test strength right there. <laughs> and it was so it was neat because there is um, uh, Lori Mueller's son, Chance, uh, was trying to tie a tie a knot and he kept getting a really bad break. And I said, you have to wet the knot. And he's, he didn't believe us. So I did the old paper towel trick. Um, Howard Hada went and held the line tight while I got a paper towel and rubbed it against the line and it broke instantly. And I said, mm. that's because you caused friction. It was dry. And the same thing happens when you cinch down their knot and you're not, and it's dry. You just, you've got to wet it. You have to let, and, and not cinch it, um, 
really tight and then work it down to the towards the eye of the hook. You have to cinch it down at the eye of the hook. Then that way you don't damage the line. Great, uh, 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 great technical advice there, Wendy. Hey, listen, before we break, I want to make one more announcement. The 20th annual Fishing and Tackle Swap Meet will be held this Wednesday, November 9th. It's sponsored by the San Diego Anglers. It's going to be at the Portuguese Hall over on Point Loma. It's between 5 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. It's this Wednesday, the 9th. If you want more information or you want to see if they have any tables left, you want to get a hold of Larry at 619-788-6726 or visit them anytime afterwards. I think there's a small entry fee to get in there of like five bucks. But if you want a table, give Larry a call and be part of the 20th angle, uh, 20th angle, 20th annual San Diego Anglers Swap Meet. Hey, Wendy and I are going to take a break right now, but coming up next, Cabo Gregoristi is going to be with us from Land's End Charters. We're going to find out all the happenings this past week or so down in Cabo San Lucas and a whole lot more. So stay, stay tuned. Wendy and I will be back after these messages. Hi, Roland Martin here. I'd like to tell you a little about Gary Yamamoto and the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company. It all started with an idea, then a dream, and in 1983, the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company was formed. If you know Gary Yamamoto like I do, and I've known him since 1983, you know he has a passionate love for the sport of fishing. That love is only matched by his obsession to design and produce the highest quality soft plastic fishing lures on the market today. Every bait Gary makes is inspected by hand. Today, more than two and a half million packages of bait are shipped worldwide. On behalf of Gary and his staff, he wants to thank his customers for thinking so highly of his products and wishing you the great success at the sport of fishing. Whether you fish for fun or fish the tournament circuits like I do, you'll honor Gary for making Gary Yamamoto custom baits a key part of your fishing experience. Take it from me, Roland Martin. When I'm in need of a go-to bait, my first choice is a Gary Yamamoto custom bait. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one fishing, hunting, and shooting sports retailer, now has 28 locations. Turner's is your one-stop shop for fishing tackle, hunting gear, and everything for shooting sports. Turner's offers a full selection and unmatched prices on the gear you need. Whether you're planning a fishing trip with the family or chasing giant tuna, Turner's highly skilled staff will make sure you have the gear for your next adventure. Visit turners.com to find a Turner store near you and be sure to join the Turner's Discount Club to get weekly ads and specials right to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman, your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Since being established in 2015, CCA has achieved great success for the entire sport fishing industry in the fight for our right to fish here in California. 2021 brought us plenty of success, but every year brings new battles, and we need your help. One of the best ways to help support CCA Cal is to join us and become a member, because strength is certainly in our numbers. Become a member today by logging on to joinccaorg 
Membership starts at $35 per year, and that is one of the best ways to help us while you go fishing. Hi, this is Lori Heath. You may know me from some of the fishing boats out of San Diego. I want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart. Did you know that when you donate blood, you're not only helping others, you're also helping yourself? Donating blood lowers the risk of heart attacks in men by more than 70%, lowers the risk of developing cancer, and helps you maintain a healthy liver. So donate blood to help someone else and to help yourself. If you can't donate, you can still make a difference with the financial gift. It's the best way to give back. Hook, line, and sinker. And for more information and to make a financial donation or an appointment, visit sandiegobloodbank.org. That's the sandiegobloodbank.org. And just to let you know, I'm also a blood donor. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, Wendy and I want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Stan is on a long-range trip right now fishing the Indian parts down south and we look forward to having stan on with us live again next week so let's go right to our first guest you know a lot happening down in cabo san lucas right now cabo tuna jackpot was just last week and where better to go than cabo san lucas with winter starting to close in on us here in the uh, upper uh, 48 so with us to tell us a little bit about what's happening in cabo san lucas an update on all the happenings is Cabo Greg Aristi from Lands End Charters. Cabo Greg, how you doing today, sir? I am doing great, my friends. How are you? Oh, Wendy and I are doing well. You know, uh, we were just talking before you came on. Wendy is the person that had a chance to go out and put the herd on some fish last week. Stan's doing it right now. So, but, right. boy, in general, there's a lot, of ha- lot happening down in your part of the world. Yeah, yeah, there sure is. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a busy few weeks, my friend. Hey, listen, before we get, get on, I've got to tell you, you were definitely a psychic. And let me tell you why. When we had you on a couple of weeks ago and you were talking about the Bisbee last uh, month, you know, you were talking about all these boats going out and everyone wanting to go on out there and go 60, 100 miles out. And that's where the big fish are and everything like that. And then I I saw a post that the winning fish for that event was caught a scant 600 yards offshore. Do you have any uh, any more information or any type of report on that uh, that fish? Yeah, so it's interesting. You know, the, the days leading up to the Bisbees, about a week or so before, we started seeing blue marlin in really close. Uh, you know, not, not big ones, you know less than 200 pounders, but it was unusual to see them. And we actually had a boat get spooled on a fish that had to be 500 pounds plus. That was literally, you know, about that same, you know, distance, about six, 700 yards offshore. And so before the tournament, a couple captains I spoke to, I said, well, you got to be in shore. You got to be, they're there. And, uh, you know, people forget that, you know, these fish will eat, you know, a Dorado, um, and that's what they like to, to eat here. And we had lots of them really close. And so that's where they were. And so Captain Francisco on the happy ending with my 
uh, friends over the Pisces fleet. Uh, he he took that strategy. He hooked this, uh, once it was 400-something pound uh, blue marlin uh, that won the tournament. And literally, they were, you could throw a stone from the uh, boat to the beach. Um, they were that close. And so, and there were other boats that obviously tried that strategy, but the majority of people went 50, 60, 70 miles offshore. And that winning fish was, you know, you could have taken a, you know, a, 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 you know, cast it from the beach and landed that thing. So it 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 it, it just goes to show that uh, sometimes you just have to kind of follow what's happening and 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 listen to your captain for sure. Now, when the bites like that, uh, Cabo Greg, uh, are they uh, trolling lures that are in some type of a Dorado pattern? You know, I know a lot yeah. of times they'll they'll throw a skipjack or what are they doing to uh, catch these fish? Yeah, so this particular fish was caught on a trolling lure, a big one. Um, you know, we were catching these blues right before the tournament. You know, they were on just your traditional little seven-and-a-halfers, you know, um, just, just striped marlin trolling lures, and they were biting those. And so they were trolling the big boy, um, but they also had – I believe they had um, skipjack in the spread, um, and it bit that particular lure. Um, and I tell everyone, you know, people forget in Cabo, much like you know Maui or uh, you know parts of parts of um, uh, Hawaii, things like that, where the water gets really deep really quick. I mean, they're in 400, 500 feet of water, you know, that that close to shore goes straight down in some spots. And so if you're pulling a big spread, you know, with big lures on there, you can get big fish. It, it happens all the time. And so um, that's the strategy they use, and it worked. Uh, just big big bait, you know, in close, and uh, those fish are there. You know, pardon my ignorance, but, you know, I hear that they can, uh, you know, throw uh, a mackerel or skipjack to catch these fish. But I'm going to presume that uh, more of a fish like a Dorado or something like that they can't use or can't troll, or am I wrong on that? They can't. Yeah, so each tournament's a little different. I understand that the Bisbee's you can't, um, but you can use a skipjack um, and, uh, you know, um, big mackerel. Um, so each tournament's a little bit different, but, but yeah, uh, uh, they like those fish. So, you know, if you can come, a lot of times, uh, uh, It'll, it'll happen that, uh, you know, what your spread wants, the color needs to be right, you know, depending on the, on the water uh, color at the time, what, what lure color you use, what, what skirt color you use um, to kind of mimic, you know, that school in your spread. So, you know, all those things play. People that know um, much better than I do that have been, you know, that are out there every single day. I haven't, you know, I've been, I haven't been boat, uh, uh, captaining these boats for a while, but um, they, they know, you know, they, they just know what spreads. Um, are going to uh, produce a bite, you know, uh, lots of boats using dredges and, tr and teasers, big teaser uh, lines out now. And so um, the goal is to, you know, mimic, you know, school and, and get that bite. And, uh, so these guys know what they're doing. You know, these, these guys definitely, you know, you, you throw okay. everything you have at it. You got a skipjack, you throw it out there. You know, you got a big mackerel, you throw it out there. You got a, a nice big lure, you throw it out there. And so just hope for, the, for, for a lucky bite. I'm no. not a marlin fisherman, but so what, what pound test do you guys use? So um, what's been being used a lot um, is the braids, you know, the spectros um, backed with typically, you know, three, 400 pound test. Um, it, it really depends. Some people like heavier tests. Some people like lighter tests with, a, with, a, with a nice, uh, 
you know, Spectre back um, just to give it some, you know, give it some play. Um, yeah, but but most most of them are going to have, you know, big, heavy uh, mono on there, depending on the size of the reel they're using. Uh-huh. Now, uh, Cobble Greg, you know, we're talking about uh, fishermen that are going out on big cabin cruisers and and big fishers <laughs> and, and using these things, but... If someone wanted to, let's say, take a crack at catching a blue marlin or something and to fish more of the intercoastal water, could they get uh, on on a boat like the Kahuna and could they set them up to to try and catch marlin? Or do you have specific boats that are set up for uh, specific game fish? It's a good question that I get asked three times a week from folks that call in or, or email or chat with us. And, and you know... Um, we, we even our 22 foot the smallest boat we have uh, catches marlin and uh, everyone here has every boat that goes out with us has uh, you know equipment to land a marlin. Um, it really just depends on condition at the time, what time of year they're coming, and that sort of thing. But typically, every boat here because it's the number one fish we catch, striped marlin. Um, we 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 all are prepared. We have all the right equipment for that type of fish, um, and uh, and so yeah, it doesn't matter what size boat you have. A lot of people always ask me too, John, is, uh, you know, what captain is good at catching marlin? I always tell my friends, if a captain here doesn't know how to catch marlin, he doesn't have a job. You know what I mean? That's just how it is. It's the, it's the number one fish we catch, and so they all know what they're doing. And we, we all of our boats are equipped for that type of fishing. And we get a lot of people on the flip side that don't want to catch a billfish, that want to catch a marlin, or want to do some, you know, live casting, you know, throw some jigs, some plugs out. Um, and have some fun that way. We also have that equipment on the smaller boats. Bigger boats don't have typically that lighter tackle. It's the smaller boats that will go after the rooster fish and the, you know, yellowtail and shore, things like that. So when people call, we ask what the fishing goals are so that we can make sure that the boat that they're going to be on is equipped for what they want to do for sure. All right. Well, this past week now, uh, Western Outdoor News had their Cabo Tuna jackpot and this has been an event that, oh, for the past couple of years had been kind of squelched a little bit because of COVID concerns. This seemed to be the year, though, to be the bust-out year. Tell us, how was the fishing before the event, and then what happened during the event, Greg? So the the uh, fishing before the event was really good, <clears throat> and like past, I don't know if this this tournament, and I and I know my friend Gary. I think his name is Gary, right? The director of the tournament. Uh, uh, we we saw him uh, running around and got a chance to chat. Um, but uh, right before this tournament, uh, fishing was really good. Conditions were good, and then it got windy. It got really windy. Um, you know, it was blowing 19, 20 knots offshore, and so um, you know that kind of put a damper on things. But we were we were seeing big fish, big tuna coming in every single day before this tournament. And you know there they, there were some landed this year, but um, the wind really played a uh, with played a, a role in in, uh, in in how things went down. Still, lots of good fish, but uh, wind played a, uh, played a played played a big role this year for sure. Yeah. Well, when you say you saw big fish coming in, what was the mm-hmm. uh, what was the grade of fish before the tournament? It, uh, well, listen, we saw you know. We saw a couple of 200-pound-plus yellowfin tuna, <clears throat> one approaching 300 pounds, um, and lots of fish that were in that 100, 150-pound range. Really, really nice fish for, you know, our typical day range, right? Um, I'm talking about day range trips. <clears throat> the tuna jackpot, of course, has a much larger range, a much longer day. 
Um, these boats are much faster, so they can get out there, you know, in spots where we don't we don't fish typically. So we were expecting to see big monster 300-pound plus tunas hit the scales. However, the wind just made that almost impossible for most boats, and so um, it, it, it became tough. Um, still got the winning tuna this year was 183 pounds, still a solid fish. Um, oh yeah, but it was the winner this year. Wow. And then there are also yeah. different categories uh, for that uh, tuna jackpot uh, besides uh, catching tuna, are there not? That's right. So tuna, wahoo, uh, dorado um, are all part of the tuna jackpot tournament. So you can enter the jackpots in all those categories, the game fish category, which is dorado and wahoo, or straight tuna. And those jackpots get big. I mean, you're talking, I think it was $145,000 for the big dorado this year. Yeah. So or the big wahoo, so lots of money. People enter those uh, 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 side jackpots uh, every year, and it's a big part of the tournament for sure, which makes it now, nice. You can go out on a smaller boat and compete and you know, and don't have to have the fastest boat to find a nice Dorado, a nice water. Now, I'm always wondering, when you when you look at the Bisbee and you see these you know huge fish coming in or the, uh, uh, the uh, Cabo Tuna jackpot, a lot of fish coming in, you know all these fish aren't be packed up and, and taken home with the fishermen. What what happens to a lot of this fish, Greg? So a really nice part of the tournament, and, you know, our fleet is 100% catch and release on all bill fish. So, like, during the business tournament where they take the fish and they, and they, and they, and they uh, um, um, process it, um, that fish all gets donated to local shelters, local um, – um, orphanages, it goes to people in need. And people always ask, how do you support this tournament if they're killing billfish? Well, they bring a lot to the community. The folks at Bisbee's have always done a really good job being involved in the community. Same with the tuna jackpot tournament. And that fish gets donated to people that are hungry. In fact, next year, we hope to be part of that by using our processing center to help them, um, you know, um, process some of the fish that, that they, they come in, that they bring in. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it goes to a, a good cause every single year. That fish does not go to waste, and uh, we're we're always happy to be a part of that. You know, a lot of people might think that man, there here are all these fishermen, and they're talking about all this money being spread around. And uh, you know, yes, some does go to the uh, local merchants in the community and everything else like that. But there are also other philanthropic organizations that these uh, events. Uh, do support so you know the fishermen being in town not only fishing for these jackpots are also supporting a number of other activities that that help the people of the community besides just the merchants absolutely um and another thing to consider uh you know the captains on these winning boats this is life-changing money for a lot of them you know if they if they get a, a nice piece of what the jackpot is uh, my cousin, Carlos Peralta and his son, Charluco, won the uh, biggest check this year at the, at the Tuna Jackpot Tournament. Um, they were mm-hmm. fishing aboard the Crudo, and they took home $272,000, which is, let me tell you, life-changing money for anyone, but especially for someone living in Mexico, um, you know, who fishes for a living. It's That's money that they all pulled together to join the jackpots, and, uh, and now, um, you know, that's going to help not only them, but the community around us you know, buying boats and equipment and, you know, it goes right back into the local economy, but uh, these things can change lives for sure. There's no doubt about that. I've seen it over and over again. 
Now, are there any other big major events uh, uh, scheduled for Cabo San Lucas between now and the end of the year, or is that kind of the end of it? It, the you know we have a lot of smaller you know um, local tournaments um, that uh, are good for the for the local fleet. Uh, not a ton of big tournaments. Well, there, there are none um, for for the rest of the year um, that you know anybody would ever have heard about. We have a lot of little small um, tournaments that are put on by the local fishing authorities for you know. For local teams, and uh, those are big for us. Um, we have a lot of fun with those. But yeah, the tuna jackpot pretty much ends our tournament season here. Hey, we're uh, we're speaking with Cabo Greg Aristi from Lands End Charters down in Cabo San Lucas. Uh, Cabo Greg, we got to take a break right now. Can I ask you to stay with us a little bit longer? I'd love to. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Wendy and I were speaking with Cabo Gregoristi. He's owner-operator of Lands End Charters, daughter of Cabo San Lucas. We're going to find out what's going to be happening down in that part of the world, maybe between now and the end of the year, and maybe find out a little bit more about Lands End Charters. So stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Hi, this is Jim Trelikas. Whether you're an avid angler or custom rod builder like me, you need to team up with the leading innovator in rod building related products, Batson Enterprises. From rain shadow rod blanks, engineered by anglers for anglers, to quality rod components supplied by Alps and Forecast, Batson Enterprises will enhance the quality of your fishing and rod building experience. Batson Enterprises for many years has excelled in incorporating rod building technologies and techniques into every product sold. Owner Bill Batson has assembled one of the finest group of in-house professionals to assist you with your every rod building question or need. So take it from me, Jim Trelikas, when my customer's expectation is for me to build them the finest fishing rod their money can buy, I turn to Batson Enterprises for the best rod components my money can buy. Hi. This is John, and I'd like to invite you to the new Angler's Arsenal location in Lakeside, California. We put together a staff of experts that'll help you find the tackle and gear you need at a price you can afford. We carry all major brands, and if you need custom work done, we can do that for you with both rods and reels. How about servicing your old equipment? No problem. We can do it quickly, easily, at a price you can afford. We also do custom hand-poured plastics through Western Plastics. Design the lure of your dreams and catch the fish that have been getting away. So come and visit us in Lakeside. We're at 12255 Woodside Avenue. Or you can visit us at anglersarsenal.com. If you need to call us, we're at 619-466-8355. See you there. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. 
There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a little set back with what charter company to choose? We urge you to use American and family-owned Lands and Charters. Lands and Charters offers their passengers affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with the latest of fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a long-time-owned family business. Go to LensAndCharters.com to see all of their vessels and amenities available. Call Cobble Greg or Jenny at 800-281-5778 when you're ready for an action-packed Cabo fishing experience. Hey, everybody. This is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419, or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Run Real Radio is brought to you by BajaBound.com Insurance Services. Are you driving to Mexico? You can buy and print out your Mexican auto insurance policy online in the convenience of your own home or office in minutes. Now with BajaBound.com's easy-to-use website. After printing your auto insurance, check out the BajaBound.com site. There, too, you will find great travel tips and information to help you get the most out of your next road trip south of the border. So this is an important fact to remember. Use BajaBound.com. It's the easiest way to find and get Mexican auto insurance. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available. Or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archived shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Wendy and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Our special guest this hour is Cabo Gregory Steve from Lands End Charter. And Cabo Greg, thank you for taking some of your Sunday to be with us. Always a great time with you guys. You know, Greg, I know you have the opportunity to, uh, uh, you live up here in the Southern California area, so you're up here a lot. But when late fall starts coming along and winter is there a better place to be than Cabo San Lucas? 
it's hard to be if you like to fish it's hard to be for sure uh yeah um it's it's, it's a great time the weather's perfect and it's uh it's you know i spend august september here in uh, southern california and uh spend the winter down there so it's perfect Oops, sounds like we lost John for a minute there, Greg. Hey, no worries. How are you, Wendy? I'm doing great. I'm uh one of these days I'm gonna get down there and uh and uh go to Cabo and do some fishing. I haven't been there in ages. We're ready for you. <laughs> well, well, you know, uh Greg, you know, I keep on watching the post from Lands End Charters and I'm trying to figure out is there a good time? Or is there a bad time to be down there? Or is the time to be down there just about any time you can get down there? Obviously, making reservations ahead of time to ensure that you can do all the things that you want to do. Yeah, you know, there's Cabo's one of those. If you're, if you're a fisherman, if you enjoy fishing, there's never a bad time other than, you know, during hurricane season, um, <laughs> you know, uh, but that, that's, People don't realize that hurricane season runs from July through November. Um, the worst part of it is always, you know, uh, late August, you know, through mid-September. But we haven't seen a major hurricane here. I'm knocking on wood in the, in a few years. And so this year has been excellent as far as weather goes. Um, um, we didn't have many days. I think we were shut down a total of four days so far this year for fishing. So uh, Always a good time, and if you enjoy fishing, um, there's always fishing here. All, you know, whether it's inshore, offshore, marlin is here all 365 days a year. But we're getting into yellowtail season here, um, which should be epic. Um, and you know, summertime with rooster fish, and so there's always something good to fish for here for sure. Well, as you were talking about too, it isn't like you have to go far offshore in order to catch fish, but when you know, uh, most of the boats go up. Do they wind up going more to the northeast, or will they go around to the Pacific side, or does it just depend on what you're targeting? Yeah, you know, that's always, you know, when you, it's interesting when you watch these tournaments take off, you know, half go east, half go north, half go down the middle. So it's it's a challenge every single day to, to, to try to figure out where, where to go because we have such a large fishery from the Sea of Cortez and the Pacific it really depends on two things, conditions and what the client is looking to fish for, right? So because we have a large fleet, I have boats out every single day. I pretty much can tell, you know, based on what's going on, where fish might be in a specific species. And so when we when someone checks in with us, the first thing they do is fill out a little form to ask them about what they're fishing for so that we can communicate with the crew hater after this and after that. And then we, we tell them, listen, most likely we're going to be headed over this way because that's where we've seen that particular fish or species. And, uh, but it's always, uh, because it's such a large fishery, that's part of the game, right? It's, it's trying to figure out where to go and, and uh, what's best. But usually there's clues and patterns that we follow, water temps, you know, things like that that uh, will lead us to the right spot. But, yeah, that's always a challenge. You know, Greg, you're probably dealing with a fisherman or group that it might be their first time fishing in Cabo mm -hmm. San Lucas, maybe their first time even fishing with Land's End Charters or with any yep. charter group up there. And sometimes they have a little bit of anxiety about, well, 
where do we meet everybody? Why do we, how do we put this together and the stuff we're going to need and everything like that? I know, Lens End, you have your offices that are really close to where the boats are. Tell us a little bit about what you do to make this experience as stress-free for anglers as you can. So that's a good question. Um, and so the first thing that we do is when somebody books a boat with us, we send them a confirmation email with all the details. And we put everything. It's about a page long. And it includes, like, maps and instructions. There's even a video of how to find us at the marina because, as you know, this, this is a very large marina. And I tell people all the time, you could take an hour to walk from one end of the marina to the other. So getting dropped off if you're coming by taxi is important. Knowing where to go is important. And so we send them that confirmation with all those details. On top of that, John, we also have a live chat feature on our website that we monitor. Uh, we have text messaging that works in Mexico through our 800 number that, that people can, can text us in the morning. And so we're always – the one thing we want most, most of all is for the day to start off on the right foot, right? The worst thing that can happen is somebody to get lost and don't know where to go and don't know who to meet. And so they come to our office. They check in with us. We have some coffee, brewing. They can relax, you know, um, have a cup of coffee. We go over some forms. We ask them some questions. And then we literally, like you said, walk 10, 10 20 feet to the, to the marina – to get them out on their boat and, and introduce them to their crew. So um, that is what I think has helped us quite a bit throughout the years is to understand because I grew up here, um, I understand what people kind of expect and, and what they want. Um, and the biggest thing is they don't want any hassles, any last minute, hey, well, you have to pay for this and we have to pay for your bait and you forgot, you know, we have to charge you a, a gate fee and a fuel fee. And so all of that stuff is taken care of ahead of time. So people just show up and go out and fish, and that's how we like to do it so that uh, that stress is gone, right? Uh, if you're going somewhere you've never been before, it's always stressful. Um, so we try to take that part out of it. People know exactly what to expect, what they're going to pay, what's included. There are no surprises, and they just go out and have a good time, and that's really important. And that's why I tell people all the time, regardless of who you book with, whether it's me or another big fleet, um, book in advance, you know, know who you're dealing with, so that you don't run into, hey, I gave you know this guy on the marina hundred bucks, and he said I have a boat tomorrow, and it's not there, and I don't know where he is, and so that always adds stress to a vacation, not a way to go. Um, so when you book with a big uh, outfit like ours, um, that's all taken care of. You don't have to worry, you know where to go, you know we're going to be there, you know uh, we've been around for a long time, and so uh, take that stress away. Now it's just about uh, getting out and finding the fish, uh, which is what people come down to do. Now, another segment of your business is related to taking parties out that aren't going fishing, that want to go out for the aesthetics, want to go out and see the sea life, want to go out and see scenery. Or they just might have a special occasion where they want to go out, celebrate, party a little bit, and be have a little taste of luxury on one of the yachts that are available at Land's End Charters. Yes, sir. Yeah, so... Another great part of our business, which is a lot of fun, is the yacht charter uh, portion of it. So um, we've been doing that for, I don't know, six, seven years now, and it's awesome. I mean, you know, you come down, you want to, you know, go out with your family, like you said, or a group of friends, and, and we get a lot of bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, birthday parties, anniversaries, and so you want to go out and celebrate. Um, so you get your group together, you can go out on one of these uh, beautiful yachts that we offer and again, everything's taken care of, you know, open bars and full meals and, you know, uh, luxury rides to and from your yacht. And so we do all that sort of stuff for people who want that experience. And, you know, I've, in all the years 
John, that I've been doing this, I've had plenty of complaints about fishing because fish aren't biting, and that's just part of the game. I've never once had anyone complain about being on a yacht in Cabo. It's never, it's never happened, and I hope it never does, um, because it's just it's a, it's a lot of fun, and you know I get a chance to do that all the time. And every time I get on, I I, I realize how lucky I am, and 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 what an awesome experience. I've never done before. It's worth doing it once um, and experiencing it because you, you feel like a like a movie star or something. You know, I don't know how to explain it, but growing up the way I did young, I, did, I never thought I'd have that experience. It's just, it's, it's really cool. And, and the good thing is we have the yachts in all the price ranges for somebody who's looking for something affordable. We have, you know, yachts that started about 500 bucks that you can go out with your family and have a good time on up to the super fancy stuff. that's going to cost you tens of thousands of dollars, but we have something for everyone. And the experience is the same. We treat everyone the same, um, whether you're a VIP on our biggest yacht or, you know, family uh, going out on one of our small yachts. We everyone we want to have the same experience, and so it's always fun and it's a good time. And 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 like I said, no one ever complains about it because Cabo is beautiful, the scenery is beautiful, the food's good, the tequila's good. So it's, right. it's hard to complain. It's a fun part of our business for sure. Greg, just one question before we let you go. And I had this asked to me, and truthfully, I could not answer it. We've talked about great okay. fishing. We've talked about great yachting. But I had a, a group that was looking to have a sailing experience down in Cabo San Lucas. They wanted to go out, see the sunset, go out and see the wildlife, yet they didn't want to be on a motorized vehicle. They wanted to be, you know, carried along by the wind. Do you have yep. the ability to connect people up that way, too? Um I'll be honest with you. We don't have sailboats that we that we offer. However, there's a good company called Cabo Sailing that uh, does a good job. We've sent people their way, um, and uh, they, they have nice vessels, and they do a good job, and they take care of their people. So I would point them in that direction. If somebody asks us, I, I just send them to the right company. I, I try to just you know give my friends that business that that I know will treat them right. And so there's a couple of outfits here that are good for sailboats, and they have a few that are nice. Um, for, for, for that type of adventure. But if anyone has questions, John, and I'll tell you this honestly, if anyone has questions about Cabo, whether it's food or sailing or something out of the ordinary, we're always happy to answer those um, for guests who have never been here before, have questions about that because we can't do it all, right? So, but we have plenty of friends who know how to do it right. And so part of what I like to do is to make sure that people get into the right, you know, situations with other companies or other people that they deal with. And so I, I have a lot of friends, a lot, a lot of family in, in Cabo. And so I can usually point them to the right person to take care of them without any hassle. And I'm always happy to do that. And it just makes all of us look good. So we like to point people to the right direction. Same, same with them. They send me folks. And so we all know who, who the good ones are, I think. You got I, it. Way, well, yeah. You know, there's an old saying, half of being smart is knowing where to go to get the information. And Cabo Greg and his staff there at Lens End Charters, they are more than willing to help you out, whether or not they can help you out directly or not, as we have just heard. Cabo Greg, people want to uh, share an experience with you. They're planning to go down to Cabo San Lucas. Uh, uh, they either want to go partying or they may want to go fishing. How's the best way to get a hold of you and make their arrangements? Awesome. So our website has all the information. We're one of the few that has all our pricing clearly listed on our website. It's landandcharters.com. You can just Google lands and charters. You'll see all of our uh, stuff there. Um, the other way you can contact us is calling us toll free. It's 800-281-5778. 
And uh, that message, that phone number is also a text messaging line. If you prefer text messaging, we can do that as well. Um, but we're always happy to hear from uh, our friends that come from Rod and Real Radio, and uh, we'll make sure that we take very good care of them for sure. Well, you take care of everyone that comes down there and visits you, uh, Greg, and that's what we hear the most. Thanks a lot for being with us, and we look forward to maybe checking in with you here a little while come December to see what else is happening down there in Cabo San Lucas. Thanks for being with us, Greg. Andy, thank you, guys. Pleasure being with you. Thanks. All right. Cabo Gregoristi from Land's End Charters down in Cabo San Lucas. Man, if you are going down there and don't take advantage of their services, you're kind of missing out a little bit. Hey, Wendy and I are going to take a break right now, but coming up next, we're going to have the guys that run Cal's Custom Reels. That's right. Eric and Cal are going to be with us, so stay tuned. Wendy and I will be asking them some questions. Maybe they'll have a couple of stories. And we'll get the information out that you've been wanting to hear. So stay tuned. Wendy and I will be back after these messages. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one fishing, hunting, and shooting sports retailer, now has 28 locations. Turner's is your one-stop shop for fishing tackle, hunting gear, and everything for shooting sports. Turner's offers a full selection and unmatched prices on the gear you need. Whether you're planning a fishing trip with the family or chasing giant tuna, Turner's highly skilled staff will make sure you have the gear for your next adventure. Visit turners.com to find a Turner store near you and be sure to join the Turner's Discount Club to get weekly ads and specials right to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman, your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs. Since being established in 2015, CCA has achieved great success for the entire sport fishing industry in the fight for our right to fish here in California. 2021 brought us plenty of success, but every year brings new battles, and we need your help. One of the best ways to help support CCA Cal is to join us and become a member, because strength is certainly in our numbers. Become a member today by logging on to joincca.org. Membership starts at $35 per year, and that is one of the best ways to help us while you go fishing. Hi, Roland Martin here. I'd like to tell you a little about Gary Yamamoto and the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company. It all started with an idea, then a dream, and in 1983, the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company was formed. If you know Gary Yamamoto like I do, and I've known him since 1983, you know he has a passionate love for the sport of fishing. That love is only matched by his obsession to design and produce the highest quality self-plastic fishing lures on the market today. Every bait Gary makes is inspected by hand. Today, more than 2.5 million packages of bait are shipped worldwide. On behalf of Gary and his staff, he wants to thank his customers for thinking so highly of his products and wishing you the great success at the sport of fishing. Whether you fish for fun or fish the tournament circuits like I do, you'll honor Gary for making Gary Yamamoto custom baits a key part of your fishing experience. Take it from me, Roland Martin. When I'm in need of a go-to bait, my first choice is a Gary Yamamoto custom bait. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? And if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, 
your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right, you only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for Bass Boat Insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Hi, this is Lori Heath. You may know me from some of the sports boats out of San Diego. I want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart, the San Diego Blood Bank. Fishing for a way to make a difference in your community? Consider donating blood or making a financial donation to the San Diego Blood Bank. Your gift will impact medical research, revolutionize how we improve health and treat disease, and most importantly, give the gift of life. But we can't do it without you or without your help. Visit SanDiegoBloodBank.org to make an appointment or to give a financial donation today. It's the best way to give back. And just to let you know, I'm also a blood donor. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Well, Wendy Toshihara and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Thank you for listening the second hour. Hey, before we get to our next guest, let me remind you that the Gale Arms Philip Souza Memorial Lobster Derby is going to be happening this Saturday, November 19th. It's going to be out of the Outboard Boating Club right at the base of the Shelter Island Launch Ramp. Check-in time is going to be about 3 p.m. afterwards. Check-in time to weigh in your lobster will be at 10.30 p.m. It's a $30 entry fee, 100% payback. First place will be 60% of the all the entries that have been brought in. It's a great opportunity to go out, catch your seven best lobsters, bring them on in, have 100% payback, a lot of gifts, free food. It's open to the public. So this is the Gale Arms Philip uh, Souza Memorial Lobster Derby. And again, it's Saturday, November the 19th, starting at the Outboard Boating Club at 3 p.m. Be there, and we'll remind you about this next week again. Hey, it is always our pleasure to feature family businesses here on Rod and Reel Radio. We just had Cabo Gregoristi on from Lands End Charters out of Cabo San Lucas. They've had an operation down there for, I think, at least 40 years. And our next guest are another is another family operation that has been located here in Southern California. They've been on the leading edge of providing quality fishing reels and service for the fishing community here. It seems like they're always one step ahead of the game. Let's welcome to Rod and Reel Radio, Cal Sheets, and the enforcer himself, Eric Sheets from Cal's Custom Reels. Okay, guys, welcome to Rod and Reel Radio. Welcome. Thank you. 
Hey, and do we have both Eric and Cal with us? Yep. yep, I'm here. Great, great to hear you, John and Wendy. Hey. Hey there. Hi, hey, Wendy. Guys. How are you? I'm doing great. I was telling John a story about uh, how uh, you were my bodyguard, Eric. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> for you and. and- and Lori, it's so many years ago, right? The, uh, right. Uh, yeah, John. Right? We were at the uh, Fred Hall um, San Francisco show, and uh, I had an unwanted guest in my room, and I had to go back downstairs and go get um, Tim and Eric and have them escort this person out of my room. <laughs> wow. Every, every- since then, known as the enforcer, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, hey, Cal, let, let's start off yes. with you. Custom rebuilding and blueprinting and doing things to reels that maybe the manufacturers hadn't thought about yet. How, how did you start off in this market? I mean, this is a, a, a really small niche market. And you really have to know what you're doing. How'd this whole thing get going? Well, the whole thing actually started when Penn brought out their 50 SWs back in 1987-88. And uh, my father and myself both had quite a few internationals. We were both fishing long-range trips. And I didn't want to have to buy all new reels and to get two speeds. So uh, there was also another gentleman in the industry named Ray Lemmy. The real man, he did a lot of the custom building work for internationals back then. Well, I talked to Ray, and he said, gee, you know, if you could come up with adding the two-speed reels to the old to the old ones, we might have something that we could sell. So what we did is we, I actually bought spare parts from Penn, took a 50SW that my wife had given me for Christmas, and cut it up and made a two-speed conversion. Yeah, that didn't go over well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and it actually we started uh, doing it for friends and then got started doing it for other people. We were, ended up had a business doing that, a sideline business to my manufacturing business. I had a, my own machine shop, so I had the capabilities of making all the parts. So we ended up started doing that for years, and then uh, when this gentleman Ray Lemmy retired, oh, in 1992 he retired from custom building the internationals i started doing it uh, for friends and it just became uh, more and more business now we don't actually even two speed reels anymore because the cost is is prohibitive but that's how it all got started well you know uh cal i i've been in the tackle business for a little while and i remember a time in the 90s when i had a customer coming saying hey uh there's these guys that i saw at the show and They'll blueprint my reel for me. Is there any way you can? I can give you the reel, and you can send it out to them, and they can blueprint it. And I go, oh, sure, no problem. And I got them the reel, and I'm going, what the heck is blueprinting a reel? Can can you little, tell us a little bit about the history behind that? Okay, the, the history behind it is the Lever Drag Internationals at that time were extremely good reels, but they didn't free spool real well. They were actually a line class reel. You were supposed to fish 50-pound test line on a 50 and 30-pound test line on a 30. And so it, it took some uh, internal remachining stuff. Uh, that was what Ray Lemmy actually was doing. And then, as I said, when he retired, 
I started doing it, and I, I just started calling it blueprinting, which I meant is custom building of the reel to match the person's requirements. We still occasionally will get a customer who wants his 50 for line class for 50-pound test where he's trying to fish world's records. So we actually have to tune it for that also. But we do most of it now with when the braid came out in around 94, it made all the difference in the world in what size reels we could fish and fish heavy line on it because we could get so much capacity. Yeah, Eric, let's bring you into the picture. You know, Cal said that he had he had started kind of working with his dad. Obviously, you're uh, Cal's son. How how did you start getting involved in the business? Well, I you know I was working there as a teenager and stuff, and then went off to college and uh, was playing baseball and stuff like that too, and kind of figured out it was time to stop goofing around. And, and, and I kind of liked this part about of this part of the business where you were getting into you know going to the shows and talking to people and you know, hearing when they would come back and say, oh, my gosh, I took my kid fishing and this reel you worked on, it worked so great. So we were just doing – I mean, that's what I just started doing. So he just had me starting to work on individual little parts for making it, you know, on the reels to then, you know, eventually uh, taking the reels apart and then, you know, eventually doing uh, – uh, building a backup and, and doing – you know, both of us work on every reel. That's what I can say is what we do. So we each have our own little niche of stuff that we're doing on the reel. But we both pretty much work on every single reel that comes in. Mm. You know, uh, Cal and Eric, uh, how you know how do you uh, you know f- how do you come up with the fact that there's a problem with these reels and it's something that that maybe may need your attention that you'd be able to fix? Is going to shows a big part of your business and and getting this information from the fishermen? And saying, yeah, maybe, maybe back in the '90s, I'm going to take a look at this. Let's see what we can do, and if there's something I can do to help you out, I'll let you know. Did it kind of evolve that way? Hey, everyone, welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio. Yes, we're back here now. Yep, we're both hey. here. Hey, hey, welcome back, everyone, to Rod and Reel Radio. We just took a little hiatus over there. I don't know if it was a bathroom break or whatever it is welcome on back and i hope we are reconnected with uh cal and eric you guys there yeah yeah we're, we're definitely here yeah we're here all right thanks guys hey listen uh before we had that interruption i was asking you is going to shows a big part of how your business evolved because maybe there were problems uh happening with reels out there and Fishermen would bring them to your attention at the shows, and yeah, it may would, have been I would something. Say shows and phone calls, and you know, just just feedback from people. Now it's even all the just different internet boards and the Facebook, all the different stuff you see and hear things, and people have questions, and they will, hey, can you do this or can you do that? So now you know that's that's where a lot of it initially, uh, you know, comes in from. Okay, and. You know, I guess I, I have to ask you, uh, Cal or Eric, uh, in the past, uh, you know, 10, 15 years, if there's been by the manufacturers any big innovation that has come along, what do you think has been, uh, you know, one of the biggest step forward that they've taken? All the manufacturers have started to build the reels. Not They're, they're still heavy duty, but they're not so heavy. They've all, all come, 
with the innovation of of the way machining and manufacturing is, they can make a lighter weight reel, but still have it be heavy duty enough to fish as heavy as we're doing. That's one of the big innovations. Uh, the major innovation really in the industry is the braid because it makes us have a small reel, be able to have quite a capacity. There's also something that has, has changed with our business over the years is we do a lot of reels for not just the West Coast. We do a lot of reels for the East Coast and overseas. So the requirements of an East Coast reel, the way they like to fish, is different than a West Coast. And then an international uh, reel going overseas could even be set up for different uh, requirements. So it has kept us really busy trying to match what customers want to do in different parts of the world. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll get calls from all over the world from people say, hey, I, you know, I, I heard from you from uh, uh, from my skipper and this and that. And, that, and they said, hey, can you do, you know, such and such a reel and can you trick it out and you get more drag or, or a higher retrieve ratio for a teaser reel and all kinds of different things. Wow. Is there... Uh, and I'm I'm not I don't I'm not here to bang on any particular manufacturer or anything like that. But is there a a particular manufacturer or a particular type of reel that you're you're seeing the most of that uh, people are wanting you to tinker with and uh, uh, maybe uh, trick out a little bit? Uh, actually, our our major reels that we work on are all quality reels. Okay. First thing, you can't take a reel that is not a good quality reel and push it. So all the major manufacturers, uh, we work on all their reels. We've had we have a good working relationship with most all in fact all the major manufacturers. We've had times where a reel will come in where there's maybe something that should have been taken care of under warranty, and I we've never had any problem with any of the manufacturers. Call them up, tell them what we found. And uh, at first, they'd ask us to send the parts back. Now, all they do is say, Cal, take care of it. The parts are on their way. Thank you. And it, it makes it really easy for me to do that. I don't have to tell the customer there was any problem because he didn't even know it. But we did when we measured something. And that, that has helped everybody. Well, I guess one of the questions I have is, obviously, as a dealer myself, one of the things we get asked are uh, about warranties on the product, uh, how they warranted for and what happens if this happens or what. If a, uh, a fisherman brings a reel to uh, uh, Cal's uh, custom uh, reels, does that void the warranty in most cases or do you work with the manufacturers and is that something that uh, you know can be worked out? I would say that we probably void the warranty, but I've never had a problem with when something's happens, comes back to us, and every one of the manufacturers says, hey, no problem, we'll, you know, just take care of it. So we have never had that problem in the 30 years that we've worked on reels. We've never had a problem with a manufacturer with a reel that we work on. In turn, we've had phone calls from customers, usually new customers, and they say that direct manufacturer has sent it, sent me to you, whether it's Penn, whether it's Shimano, Accurate, you know, all the different manufacturers, they, they've said, oh, yeah, I, you know, I wanted to do such and such with my reel, and, and they said to, to give you guys a call. Wow. 
you know, uh, uh, Caller Eric, uh, do you have any types of stories like, uh, you know, the worst that you've seen and the best that you've seen? Uh, uh, give us a little idea of, of some of the obstacles that you've encountered in the uh, uh, the years that you've been working on reels. Well, one of the – I had a guy send a reel back, set back two reels that I had done a year before. And I opened them up, and the drag systems in them were just fried. I mean really bad. And they happened to be two 130s. And I'm jeepers. You know, I got a warranty within a year, and I called the guy up, and I said, you know what? He says, oh, I'm not asking for a warranty. He says, those two reels caught over 400 giant bluefin tuna off the East Coast in that year, and I was using 120 pounds of drag. So just, just fix them. <laughs> Which fix them, do whatever you got to do. <laughs> oh, man. You know, and tell me a little bit about drags. When you get reels in, uh, do you automatically put drags in that aren't necessarily ones that are found by the manufacturer? What What is the quality of the drags that the manufacturers are using the, today the and again i'm not all i'm not here to knock anybody yeah. no all manufacturers use carbon fiber which is a very good drag material some are out what i would consider a little bit better than the other uh, other makes back and forth but they're all good drag materials we actually use the original equipment drag washers in all the reels occasionally we might Take a drag washer from one reel, one make a reel, and modify it a little bit to try it in another reel. But it's each manufacturer has got really good drag materials. It's we have to learn how we machine the things inside to match their drag material. Hmm. So, not not that simple a trick. Uh, and not only that, you guys must be expert when it comes to watching the tolerances on what you uh, uh, machine, because I, I've got to believe that this has to be aircraft quality type stuff. Well, I, I do have a, I did have a pretty good sized manufacturing business with CNC's and, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, uh, and, uh, and I'm also an engineer, so it does give me a little bit of a background on how to do it. And I still enjoy doing machine work, and I have a small shop in my garage right now. And, in fact, I just put a small CNC in my garage. I haven't got it running yet, but it is here now to start making some some a uh, little more gears and stuff that we do. All right. Eric, what typically uh, are, the, are the problems or the, the questions that come in with – the reels that that you are uh, dealing with, what what are the problems that the the fishermen most commonly bring to your attention and ask you to address? Well, it's definitely the drag curve. Okay, I mean we're dealing with uh, teenagers, you know, twenty some year olds, and then you get all the way up to my dad's age and his in his eighties, and you're fishing a complete different amount of drag. So we're having to build in the correct amount of drag curve for how you're fishing it. Some people fish, again, like he was saying earlier, a light line. Some people just don't fish a heavy drag. 
Some people are just setting their drags by hand, or some people are very, very specific, and they're using a, a digital scale, you know, getting up to that. So it's setting the, it definitely setting the drag curve. And then after that, you know, we have people that want different handles. Hey, I like, you know, I like this, this model, you know, can you put this on most of my reels? And so we try to figure out a way to do that. And then after that, probably gear ratios, you know, you, you, we've been putting lower, low speeds, especially for these, these bluefin out here. We've been putting mm -hmm. lower, low speeds in the, in reels for people. Yeah. How about when it comes to beefing up these reels? Uh, are you finding that the uh, housings for these reels are are being upgraded by the manufacturers, or do you also offer uh, the availability to upgrade the housings? You know, I think I, it, it goes back to what Cal was saying. We're starting with a great reel to begin with. Okay, they're 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 putting a good housing, you know, to these reels. I mean, wouldn't you say that, Dad? Oh yeah. I mean. The manufacturers do a great job of their machining and their, their strength-wise. Uh, we would not take a reel that we didn't think the actual capabilities of the reel weren't capable of taking it up to where we want, where the customer asked for. If a customer asks for something too much out of that reel, we'll tell him that, no, you're trying to push the reel too far. It's just not, it's not capable of doing it. But the manufacturers, strength-wise, they're all can handle what we, especially what we can handle out here stand up. What people can do in a chair or, or maybe in a rail, maybe a little higher, but at the same time, the reels themselves don't have any real physical problems strength-wise. Yeah, because there used to be a time when we would take and newel a, a pin reel or something like that to, to, to keep the frame from twisting and buckling and and <clears throat> that is a situation you you say that right now with the way the manufacturers are making these housings you don't necessarily see that as much as we used to well that that you're talking about mostly star drags yes the earlier internationals had what they had it was just crossbars stuff like that now i don't think there's a real made that doesn't have a full frame or a topless frame so that yeah. that frame just ties everything together very well. Hey, guys, we have to take a commercial break right now. Is there any way I can ask you to stay with us a little bit longer? Oh, absolutely. We'll be here. Hey, we are speaking with Cal and Eric Sheets from uh, Cal's Custom Reels, uh, going over uh, some of the questions you might have about customizing a reel, maybe the service they can provide for you if you found out that, uh, hey, this is not performing the way I uh, want it to, you can call these guys and uh, maybe they have a solution to your problem. So we'll be back with Eric and Cal after these messages. Hi, this is Jim Trelikas. Whether you're an avid angler or custom rod builder like me, you need to team up with the leading innovator in rod building related products, Batson Enterprises. From rain shadow rod blanks, engineered by anglers for anglers, to quality rod components supplied by Alps and Forecast, Batson Enterprises will enhance the quality of your fishing and rod building experience. 
Batson Enterprises for many years has excelled in incorporating rod building technologies and techniques into every product sold. Owner Bill Batson has assembled one of the finest group of in-house professionals to assist you with your every rod building question or need. So take it from me, Jim Trelikas, when my customer's expectation is for me to build them the finest fishing rod their money can buy, I turn to Batson Enterprises for the best rod components my money can buy. Hi, this is John, and I'd like to invite you to the new Angler's Arsenal location in Lakeside, California. We put together a staff of experts that'll help you find the tackle and gear you need at a price you can afford. We carry all the major brands, and if you need custom work done, we can do that for you with both rods and reels. How about servicing your old equipment? No problem. We can do it quickly, easily, at a price you can afford. We also do custom hand-poured plastics through Western Plastics. Design the lure of your dreams and catch the fish that have been getting away. So come and visit us in Lakeside. We're at 12255 Woodside Avenue. Or you can visit us at anglersarsenal.com. If you need to call us, we're at 619-466-8355. See you there. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a little set back with what charter company to choose? We urge you to use American and family-owned Lands and Charters. Lands and Charters offers their passengers affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with the latest of fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a long-time-owned family business. Go to LensAndCharters.com to see all of their vessels and amenities available. Call Cobble Greg or Jenny at 800-281-5778 when you're ready for an action-packed Cabo fishing experience. Hey, everybody. This is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419, or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Rod Reel Radio is brought to you by BajaBound.com Insurance Services. Are you driving to Mexico? You can buy and print out your Mexican auto insurance policy online in the convenience of your own home 
or office in minutes now with BajaBound.com's easy-to-use website. After printing your auto insurance, check out the BajaBound.com site. There, too, you will find great travel tips and information to help you get the most out of your next road trip south of the border. So this is an important fact to remember. Use BajaBound.com. It's the easiest way to find and get Mexican auto insurance. Wendy Toshihara and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Our special guests this hour are Eric and Cal Sheets from Cal's Custom Reels. And guys, I want to thank you very much for giving up some of your Sunday evening to be with us. Thank you. Oh, we appreciate you asking us. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, I've got a question for you guys. Go, Wendy. You guys have been fishing forever. What are your favorite go-to reels for the big bluefin? Okay. Uh, there is big bluefin, and then there's real Oh, yeah. Big okay, bluefin. California big bluefin. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, our local big bluefin, any one of the, you know, Acrets, Avats, Shimano's, Pens, Okumas, any one of those re- manufacturers make absolutely great reels. And it's like I tell you, are you a Ford or a Chevy man or a Plymouth man or a Toyota man? It, you know, so you do what you want. Now, I prefer the Penn International 70V series for fishing really big bluefin. We have found that it holds enough line, way more drag that I can personally use. Eric does push it to about 70 pounds of drag. Wow. The giant. But that's a whole different game. Well, when you're using that. I'm usually, uh, like, so I got my gear out. I'm leaving on a seven-day trip this Thursday. And I got my gear out. And for for the bluefin, I ended up uh, having four bigger, for bluefin or yellowfin, I had four bigger outfits set up. I had Penn's new Fathom 60, which we've gone through and blueprinted. Uh, I have that set up with with 130, and I used uh, Iser's multicolored line on it, and I love it, the hollow stuff. I did that. For the flat fall, I do like the 16BISX, which is a pen. I also like Talica's, the Talica 20. Those are the two that I use mostly when I'm doing the flat fall or knife jigs and stuff like that. And then I also additionally am taking on the trip a pen 20BISX. We're kind of partial to the pens and Okumas because we were part of the design team for both of those reels when they were made. Well, Eric, I also understand that uh, some of the manufacturers are using products that you guys have come up with, and they're using it in their manufacturing process. Well, the the uh, gear ratios, the special gear ratios that we came up with, yes, several of the manufacturers have have gone to similar gear ratios available. Uh, Kuma makes uh, their SEAs, which have the lower low gear ratios, which we originally started with on on for the pens that we did 
and then they make their regular. Uh, Pin also has certain models that have a little lower gear ratio and some that have a little higher gear ratio. Uh, they, they can't, people wonder why they can't make a reel just to, to fish the way we want to fish. We're, we're such a small part of the market. The yeah. major manufacturers are making their reels to sell all over the world, not to sell just in Southern California. Now, one of the things, products that I was uh, trying to refer to is that you have a real grease that you guys have come up with. Uh, tell yeah. us of the oh, features, yeah. advantages of this uh, product. Yes, it, uh, it. we had a good friend of ours, which is in the grease oil and uh, grease business, that needed to want to develop a product. We worked with him, and it came up. And we now have uh, 11 real manufacturers uh, using our grease in their reels in production. We ship it to China. We ship it to Europe. Uh, we also have uh, the local Accurate uses it. Uh, Okuma uses it in their reels, and we've had we've had other manufacturers test it and say it works very well, also for them. All right. And how did you develop this uh, grease? Uh, you know, because obviously you get the manufacturers; they have resources that I know are far beyond what you all can have. Was it a matter of economics or was it a matter of actually getting your hands dirty and working with the product? Part of it, part of it is with us already working on reels and there were so many different greases out there. We knew the best part, maybe not, uh, why? We, we didn't know why, but we knew, like, okay, for example, the Shimano drag grease was something that we wanted in the drags, you know. some and, and, you know, meanwhile, this grease would work really good along the gear. So we actually took a whole bunch of different greases, uh, broke them down, and, ha and built up a designer grease of what we wanted with the certain qualities uh, to be able to do it. And it's, it's worked out just fantastic. We used a very large grease manufacturer that had an engineering team. And okay. we told them what what the benefits of each one of these different greases were, and they actually designed around that. We've had a couple little modifications since, but very minor modifications to, to improve it. But uh, that's how it was. I don't I don't have the smarts to do it. <laughs> go, <laughs> go to somebody that, that that's what they specialize in. Uh, so is it a? Uh, um... A one type of grease fits all, or do you have different grades and varieties? Okay, we have two grade. We have two viscosities. We have a uh, our normal one is a, is a number two grease, which is what ninety nine percent of the people use. It's just a, a number two velo uh, viscosity, which is the tan grease. That's yeah. our tan. We also have our purple, which is a lighter viscosity. It's a number one or even a light number one. The reason we brought that out was because in very cold temperatures, fishing, ice fishing and stuff like that, we were having the number two grease can freeze. And so mm. reels just wouldn't work or, or their anniversary dogs would, would, would freeze and wouldn't work. So, and, and we just found that out through a customer who was testing for us up in real cold weather at one time and we found that out. So that's why we brought out our purple grease for just those that small occasion where people are fishing a lot in the winter. And it has now become a very popular grease for the light-duty reels, the 
the little spinners and stuff like that, especially in the Florida area and stuff like that, where they want a real light feel. We've had a lot of tournament tournament fishermen guys where they want a really light feel to them. They've used the the purple grease too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Eric, uh, tell us uh, just going kind of back to square one maintenance. You probably see uh, reels that are coming in that you said you know this could have been maintained a little bit better. Can you just give us some of the basics that maybe fishermen should follow in maintaining their reels that they'll get longer life and or better performance out of them? Well, you know, the biggest thing that, we, that, that we've run into is, is occasionally you hear of a guy, that, or, a guy or a gal that's, that's dunked the reel in water. You just don't want mm. to dunk them in water. They're, they're going to absorb all that, that water and then the salt and everything else like that. It's just going to, it's going to end up being a, a bad situation. Um, other than that, you know, basically if you, you want to see people uh, take care of them and clean them and stuff, but as long as they're not abusing them and stuff like that, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I know like when I get off of a, a trip, um, I'll lightly wipe them down on the boat, maybe a little bit of fresh water, just lightly run it over it, and I'll go out on the deck and I'll turn the, put it in gear and turn the handle, and then I'll uh, I'll take it into the stateroom there and be able to to let them dry off and stuff. And then when I get back, I will actually then clean them off when I get home again. But I won't necessarily completely break them down or anything else like that. It's it's definitely not necessary. But as long as you keep the handles turning and moving and everything else like that, it's you know, I know everybody does it a little bit different. There's the, the products that are available to, to, to clean them and stuff like that. All that stuff works. Whoop. Otto, did we lose some again? Can, we, can you hear us? Yeah, we can hear you again. There we go, guys. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, as Eric was saying on, on cleaning the reels, just, just the worst you do is take a, a a wet towel and wipe them off, especially in salt water. Uh, get the get the sardine scales off of them and stuff like that. If you keep the outside looking clean, then we pretty much so find out that the inside is in good shape also. Yeah, and I've been taking a uh, squirt bottle with me on on the trips that I go on. Like I'm going on a seven day and a ten day still coming up this year, and I take a, a squirt bottle with fresh water and I'm just squirting them. Squirting them down, just trying to keep a lot of that salt from building up on the outside. Uh, sounds like good points. Tell me just another thing, bearings. I get customers that come in there and they look at this reel and they go, oh, that only has uh, six ball bearings. But, well, wait a minute, this one has 12 and this one has 15. What, what, what is the deal with bearings here? A, a, little, a little bit of knowledge goes sometimes is trouble, right? <laughs> yeah. The more ball bearings, the more problems you can have, to tell you the truth. Now, ball bearings are good, okay? They, But when you start putting them too many of them in, they're really easy to get them to freeze up. Okay. Guys, are you still with us? Yes, we're still here. All right, sounds good. 
You were talking uh, uh, about bearings, uh, and uh, more bearings you have, sometimes that's uh, the more problems they can cause you. Absolutely. I, uh, you know, a ball bearing kept in good condition, the reel will work freer and easier. The handles will turn easier and freer than bushings. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, especially saltwater reels, you you have a tendency for, for the bearings to get some saltwater in them and then corrode. And now you're not actually just using the bearing. You're just sliding the shaft inside the bearing. The bearing isn't even turning. Okay. So in in some of the reels that you're doing now, guys, uh, do you have special bearings that you're pulling in to replace uh, uh, factory bearings, or are you using, for the most part, uh, parts that come from the factory? Well, okay, the ball, ball bearings in a reel, uh, factories use good bearings. The only place that we may use a different bearing is in, like, in the spool spool so that we don't use a heavily packed bearing. We have a bearing that's, that's either uh, has an oil in it instead of grease or a very light packed grease. So it does free spool better. But on your end bearings and your thrust load bearings, stock bearings work just absolutely fine. I mean, there's different classes of bearings, and people think the higher the class, the better the bearing. No, the higher the class, the closer the tolerance in the bearing. And fishing reels don't have to be close that close of tolerance. They they don't fly. They're fishing reels. You know, is there uh, a general rule of thumb of what most fishermen can do to you know uh, service their bearings, or should that be for the most part an area of the reel that guys just shouldn't get into, and that's when it's time to send your reel out to uh, Eric and Cal. Well, going in and doing your own bearings, you better be quite knowledgeable on the assembly of the reels, especially the newer reels. All the new reels use a lot of different shim thicknesses, and they vary on each and every reel, and they vary where they go. And if you just take a 5,000 shim and put it on one side of the bearing instead of the other side of the bearing, it doesn't work. So those are things that you have to know what to look for, uh, and if it doesn't work, say one comes in that has been done that, that we doesn't work, we do know how to check it and know which side of the bearing it has to be put onto to make it start to work again. So people working on their own reels with, with the bearings and stuff like that, unless you're quite knowledgeable, you're probably better not to, better off not to. What I tell people though is if you've got a trip coming up, say, in three months, Pull your reel out, turn the handle, put it in gear, make sure the drag feels good, that everything turns good. If everything is working good, then you'll be fine. Occasionally, guys will come home from a trip. The reel is working fine. They'll put it away, but it's got salt water into the bearing. And three months later, the bearing's frozen. You don't even know it until you go to use it again. So pull the reel out a couple, three months before you're going to check, make sure everything's ready to go, and then you'll be fine. You know, Eric, uh, tell us what is the normal procedure fishermen should follow when sending reels into you and Cal to be done? Do they call you ahead of time? Do they just send them into you, ask you to look at, get back to us, 
you know, critique them, let us know, you know, how, how does it work? It, it happens all of those ways. You know, okay. I usually suggest that you go to our website, which is cals2speed.com. On there, there's a repair tag, and you can fill it, fill it out. Tell me if there's any little problems and stuff that you've been having or something you'd like to improve and stuff like that so we can know what we're looking for. Um, give us a phone call either way. I mean, those, those kind of things, at least we know to look for it. And, and you know, it, 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 it gives us and give us plenty of time. Yeah. We're uh, these, these last couple of years have been pretty busy. Well, I, and you know, and we haven't had the shows like we've had. So I would say that coming kind of to the end of the season, this should be the time fishermen should be getting a hold of you and, and getting their their reels in, or at least rotating, getting half exactly. of them in, because even exactly. as we speak, there's this still is, guys out there catching fish. This is the closest we've been to being caught up since last Thanksgiving. So this is this is our, you know, what you would say, slow period of time. But uh, but we're still we're still quoting the end of the year. So we're, you know, that's what about six weeks away. So we're still six to eight weeks uh, behind on reels and stuff. As opposed to the spring, where we can sometimes be two, three, four months. All right. Hey, guys, if you can still hear me, uh, and we're in in closing up over here, how is the best way to get a hold of you and to find out what your services are and to get in the mix so we can get our reels done in time for when we need to go out and need them? We've got them. Exactly. So now's the perfect time to get them in. Um, on our website, which is cals2speed.com, you can uh, send us an email, let us know what, what, what you got going on, or you can print out the repair tag and send it in with your reel or give us a phone call, and we can talk about it. We can. Uh, the number is 626-357-4441. And you can give us a call. We can talk about it and figure out if it's, if it's right for you or, you know, everything else like that. All right. Wendy, you get the last word before we've got to, you know, unplug this thing. Well, I couldn't let them go without saying, make sure you tell Nancy we said hello. And happy holidays. Will do. Will do. Hey, Cal and Eric, I can't thank you enough for giving some of your Sunday to be with us. And I, I guess the big question is, you know, we're coming out of this whole COVID thing. A lot of things were shut down. It looks like the shows are starting up again. I could not picture there being a fishing show without Eric and Cal being there. Are your plans to do as many shows again this year as you can? So typically for us, we do one show, and it was the Long Beach show every beginning of March. We're trying something a little bit different this year. We're doing three shows. We're doing the Bard Hall show in Del Mar. We're doing the PCS show, and we're doing the Bard Hall show in Long Beach. So we'll be at all three of those. Wow. Well, you know, the San Diego market is pretty huge, as you probably know, because, the, as we said, the fleet is out there even now catching these big bluefin tuna this late into the year. So guys are going to be needing servicing on the reels, and you and Cal are – part of the equation to get this done. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Hey, guys, we want to thank you for being with us. Eric Sheets, Cal Sheets from Cal's Custom Reels, thanks again for spending some time, and we look forward to seeing you at the shows. Thank you. Thank you. See you, guys. Hey, Wendy, that's it for tonight. Now, are you going to be with us next week, or are you out again? Um, I believe I will be with you. It depends on if I get a signal or not. I'm going to um, Arizona for Lori Sackow's mom's 90th birthday. Well, if we speak to you next week, that'll be great. I know Stan Vanderberg will be back. He'll probably have a story or two from the Indy and everyone. That's it for tonight. We want to thank you very much for listening. We want to thank our guests for being with us. But in particular, we want to thank Israel at AM540 Studios, Ben Harvey, our local producer, and always in memory of Big Tudor Bill and Eddie McGune and Mr. Paul Leader for helping us stay on the air. Thank you very much, guys. So until then, go out and get those fish, guys. Someone else is after them. And if they don't get them, they're just getting away. Good night. We'll see you live again next Sunday night at 5.05 p.m. Good night again. Ah, you know. But there's a sign upon your door. Uh-huh. Gone fishing. I'm real gone, man. <laughs> you ain't working anymore. Could be. There's your hole out in the sun where you left a row half done. You claim that hoeing uh, ain't no fun. But I can prove it. You ain't got no ambition. Gone fishing.